test, test. Test, 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 test. Oh, shit, I'm wearing pants. But I'm not going to take them off. It's not going to happen. Good morning, all. It's great to be here. A little bit late today. Not going to lie. Just woke up. Was up all night. In a, in a fun way. This is not one of those, oh, oh, I was up all night. Oh, and, um, we get passionate about things and, uh, last night I was passionate about this. This is the, uh, uh, it's a spindle mount. <laughs> I was trying to make that more exciting, but to me it's like really exciting that this is a spindle mount this one should break yeah and so the the way that you uh design things is crucial now this has a 15 percent infill no 10 percent. this is a 10 percent infill which means most of it's hollow see most of it's hollow but you print 10 percent infill and then when you're happy with your design, you print it thicker, right? It takes a lot longer. So you thicken it up. You give it some some uh, some molasses. Now molasses is uh, slow as fuck, and a lot of things are slow around here. One of which is am I muted? I don't think I am. Good morning, all. Welcome to Friday. I almost didn't make it today. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a sleepyhead. I, I, I almost did not make it today. <clears throat> Excuse me. In fact, maybe I shouldn't have made it today. I don't know. I have been converting uh, my downstairs. Oh, I have to hit. Uh, your stream is ready to go live. I'm sorry, Rockfin. I'm waiting for it to ask me if I want to go live. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Is he going to tell me that? I don't think I'm actually live yet on Rockfin. Sorry. If, I don't, if you don't hit this button, then things happen. Mm. Uh, but I was up uh, last night converting my downstairs bedroom into a CNC kitchen. Into a CNC uh, workshop. And for anyone who doesn't live alone, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that, that you would have to convince someone in your house that the idea of converting a bedroom a bathroom into a cnc shop might sound a little crazy right people might be like uh james i i really like what we did with the wallpaper in there and i don't know if it's a good idea to turn it into a cnc shop but but it's like the perfect room and no one was there to object last night at like two in the morning and I knew that if I could complete this by, uh, before going to bed, I could start a cut. And I don't think that I would hear it throughout the house. So I, I did that. I converted the bedroom, the bathroom into a CNC shop. I installed shelves. It's a very tiny bathroom. I installed, uh, basically I installed cleats on either side of the wall. And then I added a, uh, a, a platform that's easy to pull out the whole thing. Is suspended by four screws. They're structural screws, but they're screws. 
And, and the whole thing is suspended above the sink. It, it, the, the clearance between the top of the faucet and the platform for the CNC is about the yay big. It's, it's not very much. I would argue that if you are a man or any kind of small child, you can actually still go to the bathroom. I would argue that you could still wash your hands. It's just, it's just kind of awkward, that's all. And if the CNC is on while you're washing your hands, I don't think you're going to have a good time. I, 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 don't. I don't. I think it'd be kind of pointless. But if the CNC was not on and there was no dust in there, you probably would, you know, you'd say, hey, this, this might be a decent bathroom if there wasn't a giant CNC cleated to the wall. And the door has like maybe a half inch clearance. It's a very small bathroom. But it fits, it fits the, uh, the, the, this attaches my shop vac to, to the CNC, uh, this prototype does. And the shop vac is actually louder than the CNC, which is good news. Uh, good news, because I was thinking, wow, that CNC is going to be loud. It's like, no, you know, it's loud as a shop vac running all the time in your house, right? That, that's loud. That you know is loud. Um, if I get serious at the moment, I'm just sending some mad, crazy, serious love to Elspeth today. That's all I'm going to say. Just, just sending you some love. I don't even think she's going to hear this. Uh, like her neocortex is probably not going to hear this, but, uh, other things are, and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's important. So sending some love, love her way. Uh, we have airship today too. Um, and then we begin the countdown. The countdown has begun. What does that mean? If you look on a calendar, you will notice that the next full moon is next Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, depends on where you are. Sometimes it might be Monday or Wednesday. It kind of depends on where you're at, right? But uh, next Tuesday is, is 740 a.m. So some of you, the full moon will be on Monday probably. Most of you will be on Tuesday. We have a vitriol orchestra practice on Tuesday. And part of the reason why I don't have a show today, part of the reason why I've been pushing so hard is because I'm trying to get everything ready for that vitriol orchestra practice because that is the second to last practice ever until the show. We will only have one more. And frankly, the last, the next practice in April, the next full moon, I don't know how much time there's even going to be. So my goal before Tuesday is to have all these things situated to decide exactly, excuse me, what set pieces we're going to make, which ones we're going to bring to 5-5, five five, excuse me. Um, maybe I shouldn't have done show today, but um, but yeah, so that's what's going on. What we're going to bring, what it's going to look like, I, I, uh, I'm still working on writing the show. I'm really excited about it, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun prepping for this thing. I'd like to thank everyone for being patient. And more importantly, I'd really like to thank the patrons for uh, helping me out here. Uh, I there is a there is a new new thing happening. And I, I gotta be straight up with you. I, I think a lot of you just don't I think some of you don't know it yet. Uh, James, you need to hire yourself a groomer of the stool like the king and queen have. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I can. I could just sign off. But I, I really could. It was like Adrian going, "Stop playing videos that you produce and 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 wear a different color shirt." It's like, yeah, guys, I don't really know how to enjoy this. I'm doing the best I can, but it does feel like I have two jobs right now. This is a new shirt. This hasn't even. I don't even think I've ever worn this shirt before. And I'm still being told, James, you're not grooming yourself up to my proper standards. And I understand. I know how important it is. You got the witness going, you know. You, And I appreciate your attention. I do. I do. But I think if you guys are looking for that show where it's like polished and we ne- we know, we're we doing it live and that never happens. It, 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 I'm letting you down. I am. I'm letting you down huge. I'm letting you down huge, Wire Paladin San Francisco. Don't know why you need to say San Francisco. Is there like a Wire Paladin Seattle? Is there like a Wire Paladin Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that that's that's what's going on. And, you know, if, if I need to... <clears throat> maybe... This actually is kind of related to... Uh, this is actually... Actually kind of related... This is not good news, what I'm about to say. This is scary news when it comes to someone who's doing a live stream, especially since the eugenics program. I think there's been a collapse. I think there's been a collapse in the uh, in the collective psyche. I've, I've actually said this before. I've said, I said, I think that era's over. We're entering into a new era. Some people got really mad. They're like, how dare you suggest it's over? It's not over, James. People are still dying every day. And I'm like, dude, people were dying before you said it started. Okay? You didn't say a fucking word before. You didn't say a fucking word. But as soon as it started, you're all of a sudden like, oh, my God. People are trying to kill us. That's never happened before. This is the first time in history people are trying to kill us. It's like, dude, the entire history of government has been the pursuit of finding ways to put you in the grave in a manageable way. It's the entire, entire purpose. And I get how, how important it is because you want to feel that this is the novel eugenics program. This is the first time this is ever happening. We got to get out and roll it out. And this is happening every single day. Every single day. And I've told you about this idea that I think the wave has collapsed. And when you have something so fantastical, so outrageous, so, uh, so big, like a eugenics program, that you can't help but uh, look at Zarko giving away uh, free candy. Look at that. That you, uh, you, people who are new to the idea that they're this is a new shirt, by the way. It's a new shirt. What the fuck do you want me to do? Do you want to wear a tie? Is that it? Because I've worn a tie. You know what you guys said when I wore a tie? James looked like a black a black preacher. That's what you said. You said James looks like a black preacher, and it took me three weeks to realize that apparently. If you're wearing a tie, unless you're black, you can't mix the color of your tie and the color of your shirt. That apparently if you do that, you are now a black preacher. Even though you're white, even though you're actually more of a philosophical sophist, it doesn't fucking matter, right? And I got a, I got a, a 20 pack of ties just for the show. Do you know how hard I work to get rid of ties? And I get ties because I really value uh, what we do here. Value witness. I don't want to lose you. And so I try and dress spiffier and you, and, and you call me. They're not even names. 
you simply categorize me as something that 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 I don't know how we even go forward from there. That's all. How do you even go? Go for it. Okay, thank you, Autumn. I don't think you mean that as a compliment, Autumn. But I'm going to take it as a compliment. Autumn says I look like a substitute teacher. Class, class, I don't care what Mr. Mendez says you can and can't do. In my class, stop, Autumn, sit down. Sit, sit down. I don't care if you're related to Mangus, Colorado. Sit the fuck down. Do not stab him with a pencil. Sure, Autumn, Autumn, pull the pencil out of his thigh. Pull it out. Pull, okay, wait, wait. Leave it in. Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. We're going to need a tourniquet. B, can you get down here? We're, we're going to... Who buys ties in a 20-back? David, there's an Amazon special. Amazon uh, ties. I got this pack. I got uh, this one. Oh, look. Yan Li. This is only nine ties. This is like a cheap deal here when I'm getting ready to show you. This this is like a cheap deal. Like I, I would never stoop so low as to get this deal. I want that 20-pack. But this is what I got. Windows Capture... I showed David training. He was like, you know, James, you can't go. There's not a place out there that sells a pack of ties that big. And they, they do, David. Look at this. Look at this. That's style. Look, here's style eight. Ooh. Polka dots. And I, I said no to that. I'm like, dude, I, I'm too sophisticated to have nothing but just solid dots. And why would you need nine ties that all have dots on them? Jesus Christ, y'all. You know, come up with some kind of variety. And they're like, no, we can't because this is the world where people wear ties. And when people wear ties, the whole point is to have something around your neck. So you can you can embrace slavery without actually having to think you're paying for it because it's a silk tie. So you're actually paying for it. And so it makes it, it doesn't count. It's not slavery. If, it's not slavery if you if you wear a tie and you pick it out. It's not. It's not slavery, right? And you got these, ooh, Scottish. Ooh, the Tartarian pie uh, ties. Yes, the Parparian ties. That's what we have here. Yes, yes, yes. And then we have the. Uh, uh, this is what I went for. I went for the uh, fraternity sh uh, row stripe pack. They don't call it that, but they should have called this fraternity row. Uh, but yeah, look, nine ties, blue and blue. See, these are white guys. You can tell these are white guys. Do you know why they know they're white guys? Because they're all wearing white shirts. And it's the only thing you can get away with. You can wear whatever collar or tie you want, as long as you're wearing a white shirt if you're white. If you're black, you have a different set of rules. Look at this Paisley tie. Look at it. Look at it there. It's like, I'm Paisley. I'm hanging out here with a bunch of weird geometric guys. Who knows what's going on with them? But I'm Paisley, and I've converted one of them. Look at this guy down below. I converted him into my kind. He's my species now. We are fractally aligned into the effervescent harmonics of fashion and industry. But when it comes down to it, we're still just a noose that's put around someone's uh, neck. Makes them feel better about being in slavery. Hey, James, have you considered converting your cub cubicle into a CNC factory? Oh. <gasps> Oh my god, that's such a good idea. Alright, also, there is a musical group called CNC Music Factory. And I just want to say it's been cracking me up the whole time. I think I need to end the stream because of how paranoid I am about the way I look. I am really sorry that I look this way. I actually don't spend a lot of time worrying or feeling sorry about the way I look. It's only when I come here and I start to realize, holy shit. I'm being looked at right now, and it's a strong, strong thing, and I, I'm, I'm sorry it doesn't look look better. Uh, oh, and I meant to pull that down from behind my head, but I won't say it because you guys won't see it, and you won't know what I'm talking about. 
I'm gonna whistle now. No one will notice. Having a live stream, not gonna talk about stuff that I've gonna bowl around. Yeah, 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 yeah. James, I really hope you stay the way you are. After this, here's the guy that was like, uh, "You should really groom yourself more." And now he's like, "James, I really hope you stay the way you are. Be true to yourself, but you always know this. I remember wearing dickies back." <laughs> Dude, pulling out the deep dickies reference. All right, Wire, I only have one question for you. Did you ever wear Sebagos? Did anyone here ever wear Sebagos? Do you? That was my first foray into fashion was Sebagos. Very first time. My very first stint into, uh, wow, look, here's us watching us watching us. Look at that. Look at that. Us watching us watching us. But my very first <clears throat> venture into Sebago's gave me a interesting ride. Sebago's. Look at, oh my God, are they still making Sebago's? Holy shit, they're still making Sebago's. Here the, here's the Sebago. J.C. Penny, motherfuckers. Eat it and weep. Look at that. Oh, now they say Eastland. What the hell happened here? This ain't no Sebago. It looks like a Sebago, doesn't it? Doesn't that look like a Sebago? That looks like a Sebago to me. But it says Eastland on it. And I was convinced, <clears throat> if I get Sebagos, Mom, I'm going to completely fit in. I figured it all out. She's like, tell me more. And it's like, well, it turns out there's this thing called society out there. And society judges you on whether or not you're acceptable based on uh, certain implications. Now, there are certain ways to hijack the system. And the ways that you can hijack the system is by uh, finding something favorable that many other people also find favorable at just the right time. It's a kind of fashion favorability and that you would be accepted by simply... Uh, embracing a certain type of culture or fashion, and others would automatically stop doubting you and accept you as one too. This was my thinking. So I went and got the Sebagos. I didn't get them. My mom got them. Brought home Sebagos. And we had EYC, so it worked out. Episcopal Youth Group. So we, Youth Group. Oh my God, I've been calling it EYC the whole time, but it's EYG. Episcopal Youth Group. Wonder why I called it EYC. Anyway, uh, we 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 had Episcopal Church, which, as you know, is like a sort of like a a half calf, half Catholic uh, latte, uh, no caffeine. And that was the first time I wore the Sebagos. I broke them out, and as soon as I opened the box, I I was immediately disappointed because they did not look like what they looked like when I saw them on other people's feet. When you saw these in other people's feet, they had a certain flair and style with the way they were uh, worn in, right? They, uh, they had panache. And I didn't know at the time that fashion is not actually the object. You buy that object and it's brand new and you bring it home and it's actually not very fashionable. It actually is anti-fashionable. It's only until you've worn it a while and, and you've broken it in and, and you look comfortable in that brand 
that I think the magic actually starts to work. And I swear to you, this is how all the fashion works. Now, some of you might want to reduce fashion, which I used to do for most of my life. But I've really had no choice but to profoundly disagree and realize that's, that's actually not how it works at all. That actually fashion is more important than anything. And I would argue to you guys that I think the reason why people go to war is because of fashion. I believe that it is in fashion to hate Ukraine. I mean, to love Ukraine, whatever. <laughs> I think it's fashion to go to war for certain things, even though we're wrong. It doesn't matter. It's fashion. Sebagos aren't practical. The one thing I remember about Sebagos is how easily the soul separated from the shoe. It didn't matter. None of those things mattered. And it was really one of my biggest <clears throat> dives into the world of energy. I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it at the time because I was still living in a physical world where the objects themselves, I thought, had some incarnate power. I was literally convinced that the Sebago factory had like taken a small elf and like squeezed it like a, a glue stick and, and, and rubbed its taint juice on every Sebago in the leather and that the magic of the Keebler elf, the cobbler elf, right, uh, rubbing off into the shoes was somehow transmitted. And if you bought these shoes, you had eagle elf taint uh, smeared into the leather of your shoes. And you, you would therefore don their magical power. It was the time in my life when I was convinced that magic had to come from anywhere in the world except for me. And it was a time in the world where everything was physicality-based. In Dungeons and Dragons, there was everything was a magical item. That's swords plus three. And I never questioned, well, but Dungeon Master, shouldn't the wielder be the plus three? Like, shouldn't it be the character himself has a plus three with any sword? Well, yeah, that's strength and, and agility and dexterity, James. Actually, it's already built in. It's like, well, wh why are we going around uh, talking about how special this sword is? Why, why are we on a campaign to go find a special sword? Why don't we do a campaign where each of us practice our swordsmanship? All right, let's do And this is why people would invite me to D&D, because I have these crazy ideas. It's like, hey... Why don't we spend the day making our characters better? Let's find a way to enrich our characters. I would like my character to learn French, but I want him to have a humanistic approach to it where he really learns the indigenous nature of the culture itself, right? It's, I want an immersive experience for him, and your dungeon master doesn't speak French. And how could he? Dude, dude is wearing Sebagos. Worked really hard to get those. Really, really hard. So as you grow, you start to realize that the magic themselves of these items are actually not in the items themselves, they're actually in the wear. And then, then your whole world blows up when you realize you, you are the one that's actually charging those items. I've been the one the whole time that's been charging Sebagos. I've, I've been giving Sebagos my magical energy the whole time. All the time. Dumping free prana, prana into that fashion, which is why brands have brands. And if you think about uh, kids' toys and kids' brands, the, the, the people that own that company are, are just drinking liquid child prana. They're just like, yum, 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 child prana. We, will, we do not need money at Buster Brown. We are drinking the juice of raw child prana. <laughs> right? It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, Buster Brown. 
knew a lady that actually worked there. She she didn't seem to be like a prana drinker though. She seemed pretty cool. She introduced me to self hypnosis. I needed it at the time. I was like twelve. I really needed that. I was just so intensely like bipolar all the time. Now I'm bipolar like in a really good like flow state kind of a way. Then it was it was just like whoa, it was just freaking all over the place. Oh my god, it's horrible. It's horrible. Hence the Zabagos. Now my foray into my <clears throat> foray soiree into fashion was not over. Because I also was convinced that camouflage pants had a certain type of technical skill. And I wanted to master them. And I knew that if we could get a pair of camouflage plant pants home in my lab, I could study them. And I was always asking for camouflage pants, but, but I was always told you don't need camouflage pants. That there's no need. You can't wear camouflage pants to church, James. It's just not done. What would the Lord say? I'd say, the Lord would say, I can't see you. That's what the Lord would say. How, how offended can you be in my pants if you cannot see them? Think about it. Think about it. And of course you realize you're arguing with Jesus, which does not go over well at EYC. It does not go over well. They don't like that at all. It's rough, right? It's rough. So um, if you are a patron, you can download the plans to uh, convert your uh, guest bathroom into a CNC uh, factory. Pump up the jam. Pump up the spindle. Turn it up. Why you got to go turn up RPM, set it to 11,000, G29 to X1 and Y1. It's, yeah, at depth speed of, of, of zero. CNC Music Factory, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, never got the camouflage pants. Actually, uh, finally uh, ended up saving my money to buy tickets to a... Uh, uh, a military surplus show that was coming into town. I, as a young child, I was under the impression this is the only time this had ever happened ever, and that the army and the navy and the marines would never like go into this civilian world and offer their wares to the public. But at the convention center in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at the Roundhouse, this Sunday, from twelve until two, the world's largest military surplus sale. That's ever been assembled will be here, be here, be here. And I was just like, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Miles and miles of technical gear. And I was like, oh my God. I bet you they have camouflage pants there. We have camouflage pants. I was like, oh my fucking God. We've got to go. we got to go. And if I could buy a ticket, because at my allowance, I was allowed to spend money on certain things. And no one had outlawed the buying a ticket to a military surplus show. No one had said that yet. And I knew since I couldn't get anyone to take me to buy camouflage pants that I would go to this place and I would study the technical nature of the camouflage pants and I would uh, d 
download and decode their secrets and bring them back to my lab and construct my own camouflage pant, right? That was the goal. That's, that's the goal. This is the show today. Have you noticed? Has anyone caught on yet that this is the show? Has anyone caught on? Because that's what happens when you're trying to do two things. You just you're 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 trying to do two things. You know, you're working on the on the on the show. You're converting your your next thing. You know, you're converting your guest room into a CNC factory, right? And you're reminiscing about uh, about uh, your quest for camouflage pants. I did finally acquire these pants. They were parachute camouflage pants. The only way I could I could come across them was parachute camouflage pants. They were way too big for me. They literally slowed me down when I ran. There was so much fabric there. It was just ridiculous. And it was this uh, new sort of parachute cord, patch cordy kind of a stuff. Um, and I realized as soon as I got home that there was more than one kind of camouflage. I did not know that. I did not know that. I was able to get some bands. But they actually were not what I thought camouflage was. There was this weird desert camouflage thingy. And I left feeling like I did not fully understand or train myself in this concept of camouflage. I didn't know how it worked yet. I didn't know the ins and outs. From my standpoint, in my mind, are you telling me that I could be wearing these anywhere I go and no one would see me? And it made me instantly think that is there someone right now, is there someone right now in the room? That's just wearing camouflage right now. Is there? This is long before Predator. Long before Predator. Before we even had technological camouflage, right? Yeah. Uh, good question. Computerized CNC stands for stands for computer numerical control. Did you get that right, Stern? I think you did. Stern, you usually get things right. And if you said that, you probably are right. Because it is that. If that's what you said, that's what's right. Computerized numerical control. Yes. Yes. Computerized numerical control. And I wrote my first my first G code by myself, by hand last night. Because I knew if I could write this by hand, it would be like my camouflage days where I've studied this stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to read an excerpt from my very first G code. <clears throat> M28 G21 G90 M82 M107 T0 M140 S60.0 M104 S210.02 M190 S60 M109 S210T0 G28 G1 F3000 Z1 You see what I did there with the F3000? You're like, James, did you just turn your spin to one at 3000 RPMs? It's like, you're damn right I did. But check out what I'm going to do with it because I'm not going to leave it at 3000 RPMs. Are you kidding? G1 X negative 150 Y0 Z0.4. Look at that. I just set the home on all three coordinates at the same time in one G command and one G code. G92 E0. G3 XO Y130. Thank you for the super chat as I'm reading 
My G code, that means a lot, cock. It really does. And just when you thought that you were happy with F3000, what do I do? I send three G92s in a row with a space after the first one. G92 space E0, return, return. G92 space E0, return. G92 space E0. And then... When the spindle least expects it, I throw a G1 F24. Zero. Zero. Of course, the rest you know, right? M107, M204. I still take that M204, change it to S8000. I, I switch up the spindle speed. We're going to go all the way to X200, Y200 from M205. We're going to need an S8000 to get there. So literally the only way we're going to get there. One of the more dramatic chapters of my book. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was uh, G-Code called Spindle. Uh, where is, yeah. It's called Spindle Case Bend G-Code. Whoops. Where'd it go? I just closed the window. All right. Well, that's all right. I, I, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's how you say a spindle. <clears throat> Don't forget, set your fill support. Don't let the people you love have 10%. Give them 40%. Fill your voids with 40%. Fill them. Do it. James, do you publish any code on GitHub? No. And it's a good idea. Most of... The, uh, you think it's funny how many people wear plastic? You know what's really funny, Ness, is how many people eat plastic. Guys, I don't know if you realize this, but most of PLA, most of what you print, not all of it, but most of what you print is, uh, we call it plastic, but it's, <laughs> it is plastic. You're okay to call it that, but you know what it's made out of? Cornstarch. And what's fascinating is there are insects that will build a house and eat from the same material. And that material is what comes out of their butt. So they poop what they will eat and build a house out of. And American diet is full of cornstarch. And the exact same substance, the exact same substance, I am loading into my 3D printer on a spool. This goes back to the eugenics program. I never told you what happened. <clears throat> it goes back to the eugenics program, though, when you think it's the first time it's ever happened. So, oh, my God. This isn't the first time it's happened. This happens every day. You don't buy organic food because there's a lot of pests. There's not, like, a lot of bugs out there that are like, yeah, nature sucks. We're going to go out there and just eat every single fucking piece of vegetable in an unsustainable way. Because that's what we think nature is. That's literally not what fucking happened. It didn't happen that way. You know what happened? Is a mafia got so professionally good at being a mafia that we decided to call them government. And that that mafia has a symbiotic relationship with you where you pay them protection money and they will not fuck with you. They will not burn down your shop. But you have to say thank you for your service when you see the mafia come and you always have to give them money. 
always, no questions asked. They get to kill whoever they want, whenever they want, in whatever location they want. They get to create a commission and pay someone to come up with an excuse to explain why they did what they did. Literally called a commission report, where they commission it. They will literally create an entire industry called politics. James, stop saying literally. Oh, you're really bothering me when you're saying literally all the time. I'm going to put a comment. James has said literally again, and I don't like it. And that, and that these same people that you have to pretend and say thank you for your service and that you love them and all this other stuff, these same people are actively trying to come up with the laziest way to get you to kill yourself. And it works. It works. And this mafia said, hey, let's put up a giant... A giant guillotine in the center of town and say safe and effective. And everyone's like, that'll never work, Frank. And Frank's like, yeah, I think it will. And he did, and it worked. <coughs> it's literally what's happening. Oh my God, he said literally again. It's figuratively what's happening. You want to say that? Is that better? Just, oh, now I feel better. James is no longer saying moist, he's saying damp. Oh, I feel so much better. James is no longer saying literally, he's saying figuratively. I feel so much better. Is that is that it? Or is this another Sebago thing? Are you are you seeking the Sebagos in life? Are you trying to unwrap the camouflage and the entire time all the mystery was there before you unwrapped it? Do you realize, my friends, that if I had not purchased Sebagos or camouflage, I would still be living the mystery of this magical life that's been enhanced by the winged feet of Sebagoris, Hermes, Hermesios, Hermegios, Sebago Mermes. I'm trying to mix Hermes and Sebago. That I ruin those by investigating those, right? You understand? Apparently, people say apparently a lot. Apparently, that word is used too much. Apparently, apparently. You know, German chocolate cake is good. You know what's really good? Sour cream chocolate cake. That is some good stuff. Oh, but James, you're fat, so you shouldn't be talking about food. But still, that's some good stuff, man. That is some good stuff. Sour cream chocolate cake. Oh, my God, I need to go see Mom right now. Mm. Mm. Hey, May 4th. I'm going to have a... I'm going to be in Rhode Island. I'm missing German chocolate cake to do Rhode Island. I hope you guys... I mean, uh, sour cream chocolate cake. I, I think it's got German. I think it's sour cream German chocolate cake. Did anyone actually uh, disagree with uh, the idea that only black people can wear a colored shirt and a colored tie? Is anyone? I, I missed the chat. If you want to call me out, tell me I'm racist or whatever, feel free. But this is really what I understand. And if I don't understand it correctly, tell me. But I'm pretty sure that, that this is the case. And, I've, and I've, I've gone back and I've seen those streams every now and then. Like I'll accidentally see something else and I'll be like, oh, here's that stream. And I'm looking I'm like, wow, you look like a, look like what that guy told you like. That's interesting, James. This is probably why you're constructing a CNC factory in your bathroom. Pump up the G code, right? So, uh, yeah, we've got some uh, tools lined up for 5.5 and we're getting ready to put into work. So, um, starting as soon as uh, airship is over, I'm going full tilt, working as fast as I can until Tuesday. So, just want you guys to know. Look forward to that. Uh, racist is just another word for authentic. Hmm. I wonder if Sark's wearing a tie right now. I wonder if he is. There used to be a place in Harvard Square called the Green House. 
They had amazing German cakes. They're probably an H or an M. Yeah, I bet you it was spelled like this. I bet you it was spelled Haas. H-A-U-S, like that. I bet you that's how it was spelled. And uh, I actually, when I bought this place, it was called Cliff Haas. Cliff Haas, because it's like kind of pushed into the cliffs, basically. You doing high magic tonight? Good question, Noam. Am I doing high magic tonight? I will ask this sock. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to guess yes. I'm going to guess yes. We're going to wait and see what Sark says. And then uh, we'll just play it by ear if Mo, Mo comes. Yeah, I might be... No, it's all right to spell it wrong. I was just telling you that I think that's what you're talking about. Is it, it is it the H-A-U-S? All right, cool, yeah. Sark's doing High Magic tonight whether I'm doing it or not. So there you go. So there you go. Yeah, 7 p.m. Did you guys know that we have a, a, a whole other channel? You realize that I have a line with some pretty nefarious characters who uh, celebrate birthdays of like really strange people that you're like, what did you just say you're celebrating? And you're like, yeah, man, it's his birthday. I'm going to fucking have a cake. Right? Uh, we lost another dojo last night. Uh, YouTube came in and took out dojo 205. Uh, I do not know the date on that dojo, but it was a while ago. Because we're not doing dojos anymore, right? We're doing airships. So that tells you, if you're curious to know how the uh, algorithm works, that the robot is literally just sitting there. He wakes up. It's like, I'm an algorithm. And it yawns and it drinks its digital coffee. Because what I'm going to do today, it's like, you know, I want to go find some medical misinformation. I want to go look at James True's channel. Seems like whenever I go there, there's always something. And so it goes there, and it's like, yeah, there's all these dojos. And it goes through them, and it analyzes them. It converts them all from speech to text. Then it runs those letters, puts them into a, uh, an algorithm that determines whether or not those letters match what would be considered uh, medical misinformation. And if it does, then they, they punish you. And that's, that's the world we live in. We call this free society. We call this a free society. We do. And it's because the government is the mafia. And the mafia is wandering around going, you will say thank you for your service. And we will break your kneecaps. And your son, he's going to have to lose the end of his penis to survive. And he's going to be given a number and assigned to a uh, uh, slave contract. Where for the rest of his life, he'll be paying us money to not fuck with him. How does that sound to you? And most of the people say, that sounds fucking great. Where do I buy a tie? And it's like, well, you just go to Amazon. Go to Amazon, you'll find a nine-pack of ties. And the symbolism. I still can't believe the symbolism of ties. I can't believe it. It's literally a noose. And because it's made out of silk, we've decided it's not. And I've, I've spoken forever about how we have this need for slavery. People are like, that's not true. That's not the case, James. But literally, we have a need, a desire for slavery. I can prove it. We literally, uh, James, you're using literally way too much now. Okay, you now you're just doing it to fuck with people. So, so stop messing with people. But we wanted slavery so bad that we actually picked one of us and said, "Hey, you're going to be the son of God, and you're going to be the only one. None of us are ever going to be able to compare to you. And if anyone even tries, we're going to punish them. They're going to bear in hell because there's only one son of God, and it's you." Oh, and we're going to fucking put you on a stake and watch you slowly die and asphyxiate. How's that sound? And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, you guys probably need a government run by a eugenics dude. 
because look at the way you treat each other. Look, look at the way you treat me. I'm actually a nice guy. Literally, you call me the son of God. You 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 around saying I'm like a really nice lit guy, and what do you do? You put me on a fucking cross. So is it really a surprise that government is this way? I ask you, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Right. There are two types of people in the world: those who want to know and those who don't. And those who want to believe Frederick Nietzsche, I think that's bullshit. And, and and I'm glad you boast the quote. But but the reason why I think that's bullshit is because I think that 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 people who think they know are actually under a belief. And I know this because it happens literally every single time in the world. Oh my God, you just said literally again. Can we get a cat of nine tails mailed to PO Box four zero three Banner Elk? North Carolina 28604. I will literally beat myself if for saying literally I use the word in my explanation of the flagellation I'd be doing by using the word. But there you go. But yeah, this idea that, that, that oh, there's two kinds of people, those who know things and those who believe things. No. No, you, you believe that you know something. I don't understand how people cannot see that, that that's really the only case. What magical thing is it that you think happens when you're in a state where I know that's true versus where you're in a state of I believe that I know that's true? What is the magical litmus thing that you know that distinguishes those two things from you? Because the answer is zip. It's zilch. You don't know. You are convinced that you know. And you're convinced that anyone else who, who believes something different is wrong. So you've decided in your mind that your belief is called knowing and everyone else's belief is called being wrong. And I want you to know that that is retarded. Nietzsche, if he said that, is a fucking retard for saying that. One of the most retarded things I've ever heard. Belief is not the enemy of knowing. Belief is petrified. I mean, knowing is petrified belief. You hold on to a belief long enough, it petrifies, it solidifies, it hardens, it calcifies. And the next thing you know, you're walking around insisting that you know shit. And you don't know anything. You simply believed it harder than anyone else around you and no one stopped you for a while. And you woke up and said, I know this now. And you don't know it. And if you have an open mind, which is important, you will discover that, hey, the things you thought you knew, I thought I understood the technology camouflage pants. Turned out I was way the fuck wrong. I had a belief, but I thought I knew, but I didn't. And after, guess what? After I learned about camouflage pants, do I now know? No. I have a different belief about camouflage pants. I still don't know. Knowing is when you call the lazy farm and say, hello, lazy farm. I am lazy as fuck. I would like to start calling some of my beliefs knowledge so I never have to think about them again. And, and the belief farm says, well, you don't fucking love this show and this show and this show and this truth or in this program and this program because that's all they talk about. It's how everyone else has belief, but we, only us, only us have this knowing. And it's wrong. You're wrong. You know how I know you're wrong? Because I'm wrong too. I don't know. I believe. I believe, 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 believe. I work as hard as I can to stop believing things. I've found that if I'm not paying attention, I randomly just start picking up beliefs. Like a fidget spinner. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, I think we went to the moon. 
Avengers. I think uh, Lance Armstrong. Blah, 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 this is a fidget spinner. And you're like, oh my God, that guy knows so much. He doesn't know he has a fidget spinner. That's all. It's distracting me. Distracting me from the exercise of trying to parse out the world. And it's giving me this state of, I don't have to parse anything. I know things now. I know things. And you don't know. You don't know. You do not know. You will never know. I got three fidget spinners. Hey, I know the G-code to write a fidget spinner. F300, bitches. Set that RPM. Do it. Do it. Fidget spinner with six fingers. I don't know. That's a tricky one. Tricky one. Uh, insanity individual is something rare, but in groups, parties, nations, it is the rule. Yeah, there you go. That's better, a little bit better Nietzsche, I guess. Still not buying this whole anyone who believes is wrong. And you guys need to listen to us because we know things. And if you listen to the people that know things, you'll never have to believe again because you'll know everything. Let's get back to this point because it's a, it's going to be a sad one for some of you. It's actually a ha- A happy one for me. The mafia rolled out the uh, guillotines. Most of us, a lot of us fell for it. And then they did something they always do. They, They wait 15 minutes. That the eugenics program takes two steps forward and wait 15 minutes. So they did, they waited. And that waiting 15 minutes is what kills us every time because it elicits complacency. Why? Because we cannot stand guard for 15 minutes because nothing happens. And they, they know that, that the reptile, James, you're referring to him as they, good, good point. And, and you know that your reptile is being uh, implemented. Your reptile doesn't have the patience. Why? Because the reptile does not have long-term memory. Do you understand that most of your long-term memory storage is actually for your mammal, not your reptile? Your reptile definitely has memory storage. Don't get me wrong. Right? Because your reptile wakes up and is instantly saying, is there a threat in the room? That's that's what your reptile says all the time. Is there a threat in the room? And any perceived threat that you saw in the last cycle, just like a computer cycle, right? Your reptile runs a cycle. Depending on how fast his processor is, he comes back to the very beginning of the processor and he says the same thing over and over again from the time you're born to the time you die. He says... Is there a predator in the room? That's what he says. And if a predator is in the room, all the predator in the room has to do is nothing. It's all he has to do. Why? Because the reptile will run three cycles of, is there a predator in the room? And he sees something he hadn't seen before. He's like, that's different. And the reptile calls things that are different predators his brain rewires the circuit to what is different and what does he determine what is different the last three frames what was the last three frames so well, the last frame when i said is there a reptile in the room i looked over here and there wasn't one but then this time when i said is there a reptile in the room i saw something and now the reptile is fully alive he's fully dilated He's storing all the information he can about that, but he only has so much. And if that and if that predator stops moving, he will look again and he will say, there's that predator in the room that I saw last cycle. 
And he will look again. He will do another cycle. There, the predator is still in the room, but he is not getting closer, so I will remain frozen. And the reptile is stuck in a state of being fr- of freezing because he thinks if he moves, it might invoke the predator more. And so he's waiting for the predator to either stop becoming a predator or attack him. And after a while, the, time, the frames fade. The frames fade. And every time the reptile goes, is there a predator? Is there a predator? Is there a predator? Is there a predator in the room? He skips over it. Why does he skip over it after the third time? Or the 14th time? Or the 100th time? Why does he skip over it? Why does the reptile suddenly decide that's no longer a threat? Do you know what the reason is? Fucking memory. He doesn't have the memory palette to store that much information. This is why a reptile, a lizard, will eat its other, its own child. It will eat it. Do you know why? Because it doesn't remember. It doesn't remember. And when you start to understand the importance of memory, you understand that memory is literally tied to every single connection that you will ever make in the world. Every single one. That there is a dimension that comes with memory that the reptile has no access to. It's a simple membrane. And we talk about how powerful the reptile is because it is. It's, I, hey, I haven't said literally in at least four paragraphs. Can someone please put that in the comment? Because if we're going to be shit-talking me for saying literally, I would like for us to reward me for not saying the word literally. Even though right now I realize I just said literally three times. After a while, the reptile has no choice because those memories fade into the background. And so now what used to be a predator, what he thought was a predator, is standing literally a foot away from him. It used to be 10 feet away. And what did that predator do? He waited 15 minutes, then he took two steps forward, and he waited 15 minutes, and he took two steps forward, and he waited 15 minutes, and he took two steps forward. And this has been happening for thousands of years, and the lizard thinks he's so clever. And he hasn't noticed a thing. He hasn't noticed a thing yet. This, uh, this is the essence of mind control, isn't it? This idea, this little game. This is the essence of how Umberta, of how a government media, government mafia, would provoke and run its clan. It knows that most people will succumb to the ignorance of the reptile, A. It knows, B, most people will insist there's a state called knowing. And that if they were told something enough, they will enter into the petrified state called knowing. This is how you hypnotize chickens. You do the same thing with media. It works the same way on humans. Exact same techniques. And you hypnotize and place someone into this state of knowing. And now their minds are closed. And now they feel superior. And now they save calories because they're no longer burning plasma into discerning their belief. They've petrified and they've stopped entirely. Right? How do I know all this, James? Because I have a reptile inside me. And I've watched, I've watched the reptile inside me be hypnotized by others. And I've watched other people have their reptile hypnotized. I've watched some people whose reptile runs the entire show. 
energy games. And this person will be like, well, I don't know why you, why you're offended by that because I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to offend you. And, and no, what they really mean is, I don't know why you're offended because I'm purposely not, not watching where I'm going. So if I run over you, I don't get to be blamed for it. I'm not watching where I'm going. Most of the people that live in the world have decided that they will live that way. It will blindly allow the reptile to bite off or call predator whatever it wants or not call predator whatever it wants. It doesn't really matter because you save a lot of calories this way. This is why I tell you that the eye has to come online. The eye exists before you come online. And when you come online, you simply tap into that giant eye that's been there. That's a 200,000-year-old genetic eye literally living inside these spaces between your genes. That the transcription of I am inside of every cell is giving you that I. It's telling you the I story the whole time. And you don't even know that story. You were here. You came here to get to know that I. You're not here to create the I. You're here to create your understanding of who I is. And I is something that has a base, rudimentary, subterranean root of reptile. And you need that reptile. It's, it's giving you... All of your soothsaying happens from the reptile. Did you hear that? All of soothsaying happens from the reptile. Every single bit. This is why we flip coins. This is why in Greece we used to say, Yeah, when you watch those birds over there, see those five birds? Yeah, when they take off, we're going to watch them. Now, if three go up and two go down, fortune looks good. If two go up and three go down, fortune looks bad. And we, we declared all these systems. We would say, hey, are you using that chicken? No, why? I just need to look at the future. What do you mean? I just need to gut your chicken and pull the entrails out and throw them all on the ground and then watch the pattern that they make. And then I'm going to decide whether or not I should get the mortgage on this house. And it's like, but I like that chicken. This reptile is not something you're ever going to be able to turn off. In fact, you wouldn't want it to be. The second you turn it off is the second that we are run by a governmental mafia. That's what's happened now. We try and pretend that uh, reptile doesn't exist, don't we? We try and pretend that reptile doesn't exist because we do not like to live in a world knowing that our base operating system is reptilian 1.6, version 1.6. And that reptile OS is running uh, well below our neocortex, right? It's the DOS. It's the DOS below. It's the, the shell below. And that shell is where you have root access. That shell is where you have literally can change the... Oh, God, I just said it literally again. You can change the permissions on everything in your system from that root, which is why we're so terrified by the reptile, yet we have this fetish to embrace it at the same time, right? Which is where we get where we are today. And it's beautiful where we are because we're learning. We're learning. Yeah, ghost in the shell. That's a good way of putting it. Spell check really has to camouflage. Yeah, camouflage is like the hardest word to spell. Holy shit, that word is hard. Yes, the reptile is your intuition. Epoptic. Yes. Yes, it is. The reptile is your intuition. Do you know why? Because the reptile knows the flip of the coin before you do. He does. He knows everything before you do. Everything. Yep, that's why we say Quetzi. 
<laughs> so right on him. Although I can now finally spell Quetzalcoatl without, without very much. Q U E T Z A L C O A T L. But I could not do that with camouflage. I could not do that with camouflage. It would take me longer. I'd be like, C A M O flage f l a g e and it's never right it's the same thing with uh separated i want you guys to know if i ever reach the lucifer and i'm like in charge of everything and because i've symbiotically uh united with a machine that gives me the ability to out simulate everyone around me and therefore i become uh the all-knowing sentient creature the very first thing i'm going to do is find the asshole who spelled separated that way and I'm going to rip him up the taint. That's what I'm going to do. If anyone else had any words you would like for me to invoke my revenge upon, please enter them in the chat or in the comments below. But the dude who invented the spelling of separated is going to get it. Camouflage, I'm actually going to allow. Because technically, you not being able to spell camouflage, in my opinion, really, really hits at the heart of the word camouflage. And so I think it, you could have some onomatopoeia there, right? Where the instead of the onomatopoeia, the spellomatomia, the spellomatomia is when a word is spelled in a fucked up way, only because the fucked up way that it's spelled is intrinsically referring to what the root, what the word actually means. Spellomatopoeia, right? Spellomatopoeia. Yeah, fluorescent. Oh god, that's a hard one. Oh, fluorescent is really hard. Yeah, but separated. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. But James, what if it's like an innocent child? He's still going down. He's still going down. I don't care. He's still going down. You have no excuse. You should not be spelling words if you don't if you don't have the responsibility to take what it takes, right? Uh, human vibration. Uh, love, love her. Love the show. Um, Realize radio the podcast. Realize podcast. Uh, uh, HV. Some of you know her account on uh, Instagram or Twitter. Um, we did round one interview, uh, two months ago. It was great talk. Love talking to her, love her audience. And, uh, we're doing round two. Pretty excited. We're recording round two on Tuesday. I don't know when that'll be out, but you're going to have to be a patron to see that. Uh, HV has agreed to let me do what I did last time, which is that my patrons are going to see that video. So the only way you're going to see that interview is if you're either a patron of her or me, but it's a great time. Uh, to join. Remember, if you've been a patron this year, you've gotten a free audiobook. Uh, you've gotten access to all these interviews, This the second one this year alone. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff. And it helps It helps the show. It helps us produce things. One of which is this 5-5 show. One of which is this 5-5 show, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. Uh, I think probably next week, I don't know, don't know what the schedule is going to be. I know that I feel very behind on the 5-5 prep, and there's just a lot to do. There's a lot of technical things to do. Once I get caught up, when I say caught up, is a lot of these things that I have will be doing things in the background, and I can be back on the show. But until I get them up where they can do things in the background, it's kind of taking all my time. So I want you to know that's part of why I haven't actually been prepping the shows, is that I know the sooner I get my CNC up, it can be cutting in my guest bathroom while I'm doing something else. Before, I could do that, but it was loud as fuck in the house, right? Because downstairs, really loud noise. But now, it's downstairs in the guest bathroom, and I haven't turned it on yet because I haven't had time. It was like 4 in the morning by the time I finished it up. 
and I need to get one more piece of wood, but uh, just to make a nice little cover for it. But I will be turning that on and I'll see to decide, did I save noise level, right? But once all these things are set, then I can uh, actually put back in the show too because a lot of these things will be printing in the background. I just want you to know that's what's going on. That's all. Nobody should know how to spell prawn. Yeah, I don't know how to spell prawn. I, I never thought about that. I don't think I've ever needed to spell prawn though. Five Five is going to be cool. Can't wait. Thank you, Bullseye Dragon. I can't wait for you to be there. I'd love for you guys to come. Come to Five Five. You can get Five Five tickets right now. I could use that money. I'm uh, renovating bathrooms, starting them to CNC factories. And if anyone who who gives me money uh, is is going directly into this art fund, uh, which is just really creating some cool stuff. And uh, so yeah, you should check that out. Uh, tickets are available right here. It's going to be a great show. I am really excited about it. I'm probably putting more into this show than than I've ever put into any live streams combined, probably. It's been a lot. I feel behind in my life in general. Um, B, take a nap. Take a nap, B. I don't mean right now. Watch the show. But then later, take a nap. If you feel behind, take a nap. And when you lay down, say, I have enough time to take a nap. And you will not feel behind again. You realize, wow. I have exactly the amount of time I need. Why? Because I took a nap. It's a very important ritual to take a nap. It could be a three-minute nap. Be amazed at what happened in three minutes. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much. Will there be anyone my age at 5'5"? Five five? How old are you, Draconian? I bet you there will be. I bet you there will be. Bill, that's just bullshit, man. Try harder, dude. Come up with something else. That's lame. You don't get to say, well, you, the, no, no, you get to, there, there's, money is fungible. Look up fungible, Bill. Fungible. Fungible. Look it up. Colonel is also a hard word to spell. <laughs> this is great, guys. You're right. All these are good, good hard words to spell. All right. <clears throat> Thank you much for being here. Appreciate it. Hope to see you tonight. Uh, hope to see you today at, uh, on Airship. Special love to Elspeth. Uh, hope everything's okay. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful day. Camouflage. Pants. Camouflage. Sapenko. Sapenko. <laughs>